you still have to get it done at the time that it really counts, which we have not managed to do. It's the first time that you could genuinely say that there is a chance that we could be World Cup champions. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. What is it called, Friday Fire Pit? Friday Fire Pit. Friday Fire Pit. Friday. So we just put a bit more thought into dominating the comments box you know this morning. <laughs> you got to call it like it is. It's Friday, like what? The Friday Fire Pit. Seven minutes to nine. And I'm delighted to say Kathleen is back with us and Cameron is here. Morning, folks. Hello. Hello. I was joking because I'm uh, filling in for the acclaimed Colin Boothig this morning producing. Acclaimed, and I was, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Jesus, okay. big word. Yeah. I doubt he's listening, so <laughs> oh. he, he won't hear the compliment. But uh, I was joking that I should have just sat here for the entire show because I just keep bopping in and out and saying hello to you guys. <laughs> We're here for it. Yeah. It's the fire pit. It is. What's in the mixer? Oh, uh, well, I'm rather pissed off actually today. Jesus. So I was watching England-Italy last night. Um, fairly okay game. Uh, but was really looking forward to the start because I realised, oh my God, it's England and Italy. So we're going to have the Italian national anthem this is going to be brilliant oh. I don't know if you saw it, it I didn't was, see the anthem actually but I did hear it was horrendous absolutely I don't know where this trend of having singers come on and do a kind of um, up to date more adventurous style of the Art anthem house. is yeah Just don't change it you know like there was like a there's a Naples in that the match wasn't it yeah it's a very was American a, thing that isn't it incredibly American we were just talking about this outside and it really annoyed me because that's a belter on its own can uh, I um, throw something out there and by the way not the first time the, the Italy have made a balls of an anthem uh, right yeah yeah no that's fair um, <laughs> uh, now bear with me on this one because I did think about it uh, it just was a thought that came into my head when I might have possibly even about the Aviva last week so as you know um, the you know uh, external factors may have been a play um, but I just thought so we go to the stadiums, right, and uh, people, so the national anthems get played. They're very nationalistic. People get very patriotic about it. They're often quite militaristic. Yes. I think it's fair enough to say. It's about, like, you know, either God will protect us or we'll kick the shit out of somebody. And, or if somebody oh, comes and attacks us, you. we'll kick the shit out of them. That's roughly how those things yeah, work. Yeah, or we yeah, don't like, like the English the very much. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cursing, please, lads. Um, <laughs> what do you call it? So uh, Ireland's call, obviously, is, has its detractors, but it, like it's largely a fairly, like, all arms around each other. And yeah, we get on with, we tame, get, nice. We get on with things. Yeah. Couldn't ev- so couldn't, could we inspire every nation to do what we're doing? ditch the national anthem for sporting occasions and come up with a, an anthem that is specific to the sporting arena. That's very... Can't you just be more like us, everybody else? No, it's not It's not that at all. It's not that at all. It's I just mean, an acknowledgement that... I can't believe you've just that, thrown that out there because that's like such an intriguing... I know, and I, and I apologise for not thinking about this one word prior to coming on air to, uh, to throw it out there. But um, it's, not, it's not a could everybody do things like us so much as like... National anthems are. Can you stop being patriotic? Is that what you just come out and say it? Well, like you know, you get offended by the <laughs> English around the bush here. I know, I, I, you, you know, my my views on that are well uh, already. There's nothing wrong with the national anthem at sports. But like you know, events. you'll get very uptight about the English national anthem. Let's say no, there, they, there, there, there are people. Obviously, anthem. there are people around the world who get uptight about the French anthem or the Portuguese anthem oh, or the German anthem, anthem or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? Whereas you could actually just remove all of that tension by in, by tasking these nations to come up with something that's. 
But let them let them sing God Save the King. I don't personally believe in God or the King, but that doesn't mean they can't sing. Oh, it. but you're also you're you're like ah. <laughs> We you don't enjoy it. No, they might end up with something like Ireland's Call, which is like yeah, very hard to get behind. But, but don't let that be the benchmark. Yeah, no, I know that. Do you know right. what I mean? Like the the ethos of it is what I'm talking. I about. love Iron Navy, and Iron Navy is brilliant. You could do I like a Eurovision style contest It'd for be... every nation to work out what their song oh, should be. Because, so when we played Qatar in that friendly, I, I was talking to my brother. We were about to watch it, and they were starting the anthems, and I said, "I've never heard the Qatar anthem." And we made up lyrics, like we said, the anthem was probably, we are Qatar, and that is who we are, and then just that for about three minutes. That'd be a good one. But that's the kind of thing that would happen if we tasked people to write their own sporting anthem. Because it has to, like, it'll be a camel designed by... You you having a few beers in, watching Ireland Qatar and coming up with some bullshit is not like a bench, but there's not a reason to not do this. You you want want Linda Martin singing it? Johnny Logan? Like, is this a Eurovision? Why, why, Why do we have to choose the crap route? Because uh, a, a camel well, like, is a horse designed so, by a committee. You would have to appeal to everybody. So, somebody, somebody could come up with something. You have to leave the possibility here. Somebody could come up with something good. Like, we can't just say this won't work because it's crap. You know, I, I, I have more empathy for the sort of, like, it's our national anthem and now there's a chance for us to, like, I, I'd hardly mention national anthem and you got the, the hand on your chest, Shane. Yeah. But, um, you know. <laughs> Rightly I, so. Somebody said, Frank says that I'm only saying that because I don't know the words to my own anthem. I mean, I do, but also I don't, I'm not five, so I'm not offended by that. It's, uh, you know, I, if I didn't know them, I don't know them, and that would be it, as happens I do. And another one in here saying, um, bum, ba-da, bum, 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 no, no music at sta- uh, stadiums, please. And Flying Hellfish, I am obliged to mention this, uh, says, congrats to Grammar beating Marist in the Senior Cup final on Wednesday. Uh, sad face, oddly, it says after Ooh, this. So. Right. But it was a convincing win for Sligo Grammar. Grammar represent. Yeah, it was pretty great. Congratulations. Thank you well very done. Much. It was a great win. <laughs> Good luck to you. I wish you luck. But <laughs> yeah. um, I can't believe what you've just said, Adrian. Go on. Sorry. Well, there's, but there are people, David McLean here says, shocking idea. I'm open. I, I understand I, that. Absolutely. Yeah, I understand that. Like, I'm kind of, I find it interesting because you, no. you bring up the point of national anthems. And I think I've said this before when we've talked about it. Like, I covered a lot of games in England and I never stood for their national anthem and then as it went on I never stood for anyone's national anthem because I was like well I can't really just like pick and choose one country because everyone kind of has their issues Mm. especially in something like the Six Nations or I don't know the games I was covering and would it be more comfortable of an experience to like I I totally agree Shane I love the national anthem. I enjoy going to Croke Park and belting out around the and I'm very much the person that stands there and does that. But would it be a more comfortable experience if, say, you are going to games in England or you're going to games in the US and you don't have to stand for anthems or you don't have to sit there and listen to things that maybe bring up uncomfortable connotations that's, to you? Well, that's a really good point. I suppose we never really think about what it, the effect it has on the players. Like, I've heard plenty of players like Rob Carney and stuff saying it's the longest 12 minutes in the world waiting mm. and doing the anthems. Like, imagine you're just ready to go out and play the game. You've got you've and got out of the dressing room you're onto the, and then you have to stand there going oh by the way if you weren't shitting yourself already yeah. you also have the hopes of a nation just sorry yeah. just to let you know that's for the pomp and ceremony though it's part of the 
it's been part it's, of the sporting process for sing, a like forget about the anthem aspect. You're going out. We'll go out now and sing a song, and then you can go and, and play the game. Sure, songs and, are part of our culture. And sorry, my last point on as well is that of course we may end up having to um, if uh, discussions go the way people expect over the next 5, 10, 15 years yeah. we may end up with a 32 county Ireland and the anthem is going to get stuck in the bin either way Well I always think like in the end of well, maybe, I, well maybe we sing something yeah maybe we sing something else that's more all encompassing sure. I know it's different for us here but say like in the US and the NWSL they play the American National Anthem before every game and like the players who aren't from the US are also expected to stand there and sing the National Anthem to the US and like US a lot of well it, it kind of mixes some fans don't really care and then other US fans get really annoyed if say like Marsha doesn't sing the US National Anthem and you're kind of like well why do the players have to stand there and listen to another country's national anthem and be expected to sing it and participate in it or like turn to the flag and put the hand on the chest and do the whole thing? It's too much like. Mm. Are you open to the national anthem uh, changing? No. In the context of a 32 county Ireland? Oh well or like or you could well you could have two songs and No that wouldn't work. Why? Well, because there, there the, will be yeah, issues the, the, with the wording of the current anthem. And you're forcefully for, differentiated. Well, well, put it this way. If if having a United Ireland means coming to some sort of arrangement where, where we change the song, then I, I think a lot of people would. That's what I'm asking. Would. I'm yeah. asking you. Yeah. Are you up for I, that? I certainly would accept that. Um, I, I'd be up for one song. In fact, uh, Tender Chicken 56 has said that we should just play Mr. Brightside. And sing that. Yeah, yeah. Which Could we change or translate it to Ask Oilgan? No, 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 no. Just leave it as it is because it's the the closing song to every nightclub I've ever been to. So it does the, have that place in the national the conscience. That used to do the songs every summer oh, that yeah. went Bergen. viral. Yeah, get them to do. <laughs> um, no offense, lads, but uh, Catherine, your view on this is who I'm most interested in. Uh, are you open for ditching the anthem? It's honestly very. I. I want a 32 county Ireland and I'm definitely open to changing things but I also find it difficult saying that because um, all my family came from the north, came from a Republican background, very much would think that they lost a lot of their identity over the years that they spent during the Troubles and it's something that we've talked about a lot in my house and there's been a lot of back and forth but I also have a lot of friends who are similar age to me, like mid-twenties who want to move on and want to have uh, a different identity for everyone and a shared identity. So I'm definitely open to it as a conversation, but it's still, it's hard for me to say that, I think, which I think is fair enough as yeah, well. It's not supposed to be easy for to make yeah. accommodations for stuff that we haven't done up to this point. It's yeah. not supposed to be. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Like I, it just always sticks in my head about my parents because I know how much they feel they lost and, They've always wanted to be recognised for their Irishness and stuff like this means a lot more to them than it does to me. So I can flippantly say, yeah, it'd be hilarious if we had a different song and didn't play national anthems before games. But I know for them it means something entirely different. And I know for other people they might think the complete opposite way. So maybe that is as good a reason as any to change it up a little bit. Because the reason we brought this up is we were going to talk about um, stadiums and the best stadiums in the world off the back of the T.G. Cahar documentary, the series that started last night where um, Dara Kaneda visits different stadiums around the world, like the Azteca Stadium. I think he was at Anfield last night. Um, Gorge Orga, if you want to watch it. Gorge Orga, exactly. And um, the best, like what makes a great stadium, I guess, or a great venue? 
Um, I think you have to look at the video that's gone viral this morning of Argentina, their first game at home since the World Cup win, I think. And just like the sound that's coming off. Like we can only see a Twitter video of it, but could you imagine actually being there? The noise, the it actually looks like a cauldron, the way everyone is almost like half leaning forward in their seats and all the players have like their kids out with them. They're in tears. The coaches are in tears. You wouldn't want to be facing into that as an opposition team at all. Mm. I have two answers for this. The most beautiful stadium slash venue I've ever been at was the Red Rocks Amphitheatre. Yes. Which is just outside Denver, Colorado. It's in Morrison, I think, in Colorado. Have you been there? No, I've it, never been there. Oh, my God. Like, you, you, the Beatles, so many great artists have, have played there. You can, there's even a little museum at the, at the site as well. But it's Red Rocks, so you can imagine what it looks like. But it's just this tiered seating. I don't know exactly what the capacity is, but um, it's like natural sound just bouncing off the rocks. And it's just unbelievable. Not to mention you can see Denver in the distance and uh, beautiful American landscape. So that's the most beautiful. And then just, obviously, the Crucible Theatre. I mean, mm. nice and... Compact 900 people, I think. 900 to Drink a game, take a uh, shot. 906. Shot number two. There you go. If you're yeah, playing but, Shane Bingo today, yeah. you're we've nearly all, there. We've got them all in. You only uh, gave people two drinks. You had a space drinks. interview earlier mentioned. So. Space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Astronauts, space, uh, yeah, snooker. Yeah, we got, got it all in. But Crucible for, for many reasons. Is there, like, what's the feeling in a stadium that that's that small, like 900 people? That's a very, is it an intense atmosphere? Because obviously it's quite quiet as well, yeah. unless there's mm. a break and play. Considering the sport, like, it's so intense. And anyone who moves, obviously, the players are straight away looking around. And you don't want to be that person whose phone goes off or who farts or who uh, does something <laughs> disrespectful. Ronnie O'Sullivan giving you the stink ah, you can imagine. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's just there's something about the atmosphere and the, the stars and the lights and the fact that it hasn't changed since the 80s. Like, it, it pretty much looks the same as it did when Taylor won that 85, <clears throat> 85 black ball final. So, a special place, the Crucible. I'm heading back next month. Can't wait. Is it... So is it the stadium itself that's good, or is it the event that you see there when you're there? Oh, it's a mix of both. Like, I would throw, as a very left-field choice, National Basketball Arena out in Tala. Wow. I've been there, and it's been absolutely brilliant on Cup Final Weekend. Really, really great atmosphere. Very animated crowd. Incredible noise that they can generate, because obviously it echoes as well. But, oh, it's brilliant. I definitely recommend going out if you get a chance to go to either a national game or one of the cup final games. But yeah, it is it is the event as well, I suppose. But it's yeah, it's whatever that intangible thing called atmosphere is. That if you can capture that within a stadium, because the Aviva for ages, everyone used to say it just doesn't have an atmosphere. You can't generate that, mm. and I think they've done a great job in terms of trying to um, correct that. But it is very, very hard to do that just, like, forcefully. It has to be natural, I think. Freed from Desire? Do you know what? That should be, we should sing that. When Freed from Desire came on, I thought, oh, I turned to my paddle and I was like, what's the story? What was it like in the stadium? But when the beat dropped, then I was like, oh, this makes sense. This this is great. On TV, I was was quite Uh, Well, they played it twice. They not only played it once. They played it once, and then they went off for a while, they played some other stuff, and then they came back to it again. But I think the crowd were vibing off the fact that the players seemed to love it. Yeah, so Sexton was, was loving of, it. Yeah, that's kind of what like uh, sort of kicked things. The atmosphere, actually, funny enough that you mentioned it at the Viva Saturday, was a bit weird. But I felt that it was more that like the feel felt to be like a boisterousness before the game started. Then it looked like the game was so flat. Mm. People got very nervous, and I think people sort of went into their shells a bit because the the um, char- the swing low would break out, and then uh, yeah, you know yeah. in one corner, and then people would either shout 
just noise, loud noises, just to make that go away, <laughs> yeah. uh, or start singing the fields. But it never really took on mm. in a way that like was. I just think people have been nervous about it. I think. Yeah, mm. I was at. Um, I used to steward at the Aviva, and I was at the 2018 All Box game. All right. And I remember that just because of the intensity and the focus that was so palpable in the stadium, and we were just we were at the very far corner watching. Um, that was absolutely incredible because it was on a knife edge I don't think atmosphere necessarily needs to mean noise and good humour and stuff it can be just the intense focus that's going on that can be an atmosphere in itself did you ever get to chase a streaker while you were Jordan no no I like didn't sadly that, no you're, you're posing that as if that's a, what was well, a positive uh, thing did you, you ever if, get if, to if you have a steward yeah. at the Aviva on your CV you know the first question you want to ask is, did you ever chase a striker? No, I was up in premium, unfortunately. Oh, okay. uh, so you weren't even a steward send a match positions? No, game. I was looking at tickets and uh, right. minding the toilet door. So all the glamorous jobs out Like there. in case the door ran off or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because there was like, you had to streamline it so people couldn't go through the um, exit door. Okay. Which they inevitably did. And yeah. then <laughs> kind of half apologized when they did. Oh, I didn't realise. Well, I'd say they weren't. Uh, apology being, accepted, Jesus. I'm sure yeah. you weren't... Uh, Sticking too stringently to the, to the rules, Cameron. Yeah, a lot of wandering off. Is uh, Are we done? I think so. I think well, so. we still have Kilban to come up. I know, so yeah. Hugo Keenan in a little bit. I met but more, I I met more than Firepit. <laughs> smoldering fire here, yeah. I was just going to ask, is it out? Smoldering. Give us some love in the comments for the Firepit, please. Do, like, yeah, stop with the hate. We don't need the hate. Just, just <laughs> even lie to us if you don't like it. Just. I have a lot of people asking about a, a woke national anthem, which, of course, uh, like you know, is not really what we're talking about here, but... Um, <laughs> No. It doesn't need to be all the negative stuff. Like the, We could come up with something good. Yeah, I mean, freedom from desire is probably the best. Danny Boy, somebody is saying here, which... Uh, I run a VN, I think, is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. it's a good shout. <laughs> uh, that's it for the fire bit this Friday. What is it called, Friday Fire Pit? Yeah, fire Pit Fridays. Say we just put a bit more time into dominating Miserable comments like box this morning. Miserable. Oh. Yes. you got to call it like it is. It's Friday, like, come on. The Friday Fire Pit.